Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my patron peeps. Uh, hey, patron peeps, it's Scoots here. And it's uh, so good to be in your ears, as Ray, as Ray would say, as Ray may say soon. So good to be in your ears. It's time for Sleep With Me, patrons, a podcast that puts you to sleep. What do you say? We get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts you're thinking about, things on your mind. So thoughts about the past, the present, the future, uh, stuff, you know, lists, listicles. I'm not even exactly sure what a listicle is, to be honest with you. Like, I hear people, I say, I, I, that's another word that might be hard to spell, listicles. It's like, Is that like an... I, there's, like, this is the first time I made this association. Listicles and icicles may be, may be spelled in similar ways. I don't know. Hopefully I'll remember to come back to that. But whatever scheme of it could be thoughts, feelings, anything emotionally coming up for you. You know, if you're Ralphie from A Christmas Story, he probably, as an adult, had feelings about icicles, maybe. Maybe he wrote listicles about icicles. I don't know, but uh, the, oh, it's a fictional character. Oh, it was, a, it was not a fictional character, though, right? Because it was, uh, but in the movie, it was a fictional character because it was based on, like, wasn't it? Because I went to the Christmas Story musical. Uh, Vesna sent me Gene Shepard's book. Oh boy, I'm off topic. Have I ever done a tale of the tape for a Christmas story? I think I have, and I still I don't remember, and I don't remember. That's uh, gold. Uh, but whatever is keeping you awake, uh, like uh, the thoughts, feelings, oh, physical sensations could that could be keeping you awake. Could be changes in time or temperature or schedule. Uh, routine. If you're off your routine, you have a new routine. You work a different shift. You got new neighbors or mysteries. That's normally well. well I mean, like uh, I get, as soon as I said mysteries, mystery machine popped in my head. But uh, I wonder who named the mystery machine. Was that Fred? Was Fred the owner of the mystery machine? Uh, here's a mystery, like. Uh, where, where was Fred? Was is Fred from the landed gentry, or is that just my imagination? I don't know Fred's backstory. Actually, I don't know any of it. I'm sure there was at some point. Oh, I think of that Scooby Doo animated movie that came out in 2000 or two, 1990, not 1999, there, oh, 2020 or 2019. There was a Scooby Doo animated movie. That may have been Scooby and Shaggy's backstory. But I didn't, I, I, like, here's a spoiler. I watched it, but I did not pay attention at all. I wasn't watching it. I was using my phone. Now, here's the thing. I think I was doing Duolingo, and then I played Risk, because uh, those are the two normal things I do. 
And I just, this is, uh, this is not a joke. I think there was, it opened on a picnic blanket and then they teamed up to get snacks. Not, this isn't an, against the movie or anything. That's just the only thing I remember. I wish it was 25 years ago, but it's not. How did I get on? How did I get so far afield? Thoughts, feelings, mystery machines. Oh, it's because sometimes mystery, like the mystery, I see, why can't I fall asleep? That literally happened to me last night. The old super tired, and and it just, I feel like I just talked about it on another intro. But I said, "Oh boy, I'm I'm ready for bed." My every 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 ounce of my being said that, except for some part that was already a, that was like on an opposite schedule. And I fell asleep for about four seconds, and then that other part of me said, "Nah." So anyway, whatever's keeping me awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to attempt to do here is create a safe place. I'm going to smooth it. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to rub it down. I'm going to say safe place. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my dulcet tones. Uh, I'm going to go off topic. And so pointless meanders and superfluous tangents because we've already had a few. Ralphie, listicles, icicles, and Scooby-Doo, mystery machine, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy's backstory, Fred's backstory. That's not even to get into Velma and uh, Daphne's backstories. Talk about unappreciated movies are the the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. My daughter's now seen them in different phases of her life, and I've watched them with her. And, uh, I don't know, just personal opinion. Uh, One, I want to go to that theme park from the movie, but uh, two... Uh, I don't know. I just I just think, huh, surprised. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just my daughter's into him, so I'm into him. Okay, so where was it? Oh, this is a sleep podcast. Uh, not a, a, a senseless movie. Not my regular podcast. Senseless tangents about movies and stuff. Uh, oh, no, wait. That is this podcast. It's called Sleep With Me. Sorry if you're new. Uh, so what I'm here to do, believe it or not, is take your mind off of stuff so you can fall asleep. So if you, if you are new, a couple of things I want you to know. This podcast obviously is very different, and it's not for everybody, but it is worth it, most listeners say, to give it two or three tries to kind of see how it goes. Because on the first listen or two... Obviously, you're going to be like, what is this dude talking about? Because, I mean, even part of my my internal makeup is like, what are you talking about? And I say, I don't know, but how am I going to tie together? I hope I don't forget to talk about Ralphie, and and I hope I don't try forget to try to spell out listicles and icicles. But so hopefully I'll remember to get back get back to that. But so this podcast is very different. If you're skeptical or doubtful or unsure, that's totally normal. I mean, we've dealt with so many sleep solutions and sleep things in our lives that have been guaranteed to work, or people have been this works every time and it hasn't worked. And now I'll be honest with you, this just doesn't work for everybody. And I don't know if that helps to lower your skepticism, but it, it's just true. But hopefully it does. But it, but so, 
So, yeah, it doesn't work for everybody. This is It's also not really a podcast you listen to. If you're waiting for me to get started with a story or something that makes a lot of sense, we really never get to that point. I mean, there will be a trip report from my neighbor, Ray, and it does follow like a basic structure, but it uh, this podcast is kind of one you just kind of tune out. You say, well, I'm just barely listening. I'm going to just keep you, ba- you know, the, 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 I guess that's, uh, I don't know what else to say. You say, yeah, I'm barely paying attention to you, Scoots. So that's one thing is it's a podcast you don't really listen to. It's also a podcast that doesn't really put you to sleep. I'm more here to keep you company as you drift off versus putting you to sleep. And so what that means is that I'm just here to take your mind off of stuff. The reason the show is about an, over an hour is to give you plenty of time to drift off so you don't have any pressure to say, oh, boy, i got to be asleep by in 30 minutes. Uh, but it, also I want you to reassure you, if you can't sleep, this show is here for you. So there are listeners that listen because they can't fall asleep, and I'm here for them to the very end. So I'm kind of here to keep you company, whether you're listening or you're you're sleeping, and to, to engage the parts of you that might be awake or might be trying to keep you awake to, to take their mind off of you so you can sneak into slumber. So those are a couple of things I want you to know. And not, let's see, what else? Oh, the structure of the show can throw new listeners off as well. So I just want to tell you about that. So show starts off the greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That way people feel welcome, invited in, and seen. Then there's business, like listener support, sponsor support, and like other things the listeners can connect with. That's how we're here free for you. Then there's the intro. The intro goes from like minute six or minute eight to about minute 20, 22. And some people think that's part of the business or part of the housekeeping, but the intro is really a show within a show. It's a show within a show that never gets started and it never goes anywhere. As, uh, you know, if I, my version of P.T. Barnum would say, did Hugh Jackman pay, play P.T. Barnum in that movie? I didn't see that movie, even though I want to. I'm not making fun. I know it's a beloved movie, like musical. Uh, but so, anyway, I got distracted. Now I got Hugh Jackman saying, yeah, this is a podcast that never gets to the, the, the least great show on earth. Uh, it makes it pretty good because, you know, you're sleeping. Oh, so structure the show. Oh, so the intro, it's a show within a show to introduce new listeners, but for my regular listeners, what up, regular listeners? And to all my regular listeners, fishes and pets, what up, fishes uh, and pets, of course. When I say what up, fishes, I mean all pets equally are great. It's just a metaphorical term, except if you're a fish, it's I'm talking directly to you. Uh, so, oh, so for regular listeners, the intro offers a chance to wind down, to leave the day behind and to ease into bedtime. So some listeners uh, play the shows are getting ready for bed, maybe brushing their teeth. It might not be easy to hear me, but not important either. Uh, or the, 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 some listeners are doing some sort of relaxing routine, doodling, stretching, foam rolling, sitting, 
laying around, knitting, cross-stitching, stitching, needle-pointing, uh, yarn, you know, doing stuff with other things with yarn. Some, some listeners may be playing with yarn like a kitten. Uh, some people may be looking at, looking at kittens or pictures of kittens, uh, and then other people are in bed getting comfortable. 3% of listeners skip the start the show between 20 and 22 minutes. And then a few thousand listeners listen to story-only episodes on Patreon. So as you become a regular listener, you can say, oh, okay, that's how it works for me. It, sleeping with me is part of your bedtime routine. Ideally, it's it's like, like a supplement or, or a, a supporter or foundation of your bedtime routine. So it just gives you some distance from the day. Uh, then there's business between the intro and the the story. And then tonight we'll have our story. It'll be our, our guest, Ray Perkins, my neighbor. He'll give it uh, like a rundown of a 2019 holiday trip to Walt Disney World. And really good, like really, he's like really brings his, his A game as far as like uh, walking around walking around talking about stuff and meandering. So that'll be that. Then the show ends with some thank yous and good nights. So, so that's the structure of the show. The reason I make the show, as I said, I've been there is last night I was there. Uh, tossing and turning my, my mind racing, your trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Uh, you're well, you're welcome. That's what part, what part of my brain said, uh, so I know how it feels, and I know how it can feel when I'm not, I mean, I'm laughing because I know people can relate to me, and it's relieving to know. And maybe it's relieving to you know, there's hundreds of thousands of people out there that know how you feel in the deep, dark night. Not just me. There's hundreds of thousands of other people out there, millions, you know, just not all of them listen to sleep with me. And, uh, so, you know, the, the, str- the strong feelings in the deep dark night, I had them last night. And so that's one reason I make the show. The other reason I make the show is you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you can rest. You deserve a bedtime. You could feel neutral about or look forward to being versus something you dread. And if I can help you, help you achieve any of that. Uh, not only will it give me purpose, it makes our world a better place to live in. If you're rested, your world's better, my world's better. So that's why I make the show. A couple other things to know, I guess, is like, let's see. So we were talking about, so listicles, so icicles. How do you spell icicles? Ice, ice. And oh, by the way, if you're new, I have dyslexia. So that's why some of this stuff is not, I'm not hamming it up. Uh, so icicles is I C E, sickle C I C E. Icicles C I C L E S maybe icicles. Bang! They say sorry. The 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 uh, icicles. How come you always? I guess you always have to do like. Here's the thing. If you say icicle, like at least I'm thinking of the spelling to be uh why do you, like, you know what word the kid is spelling, so why do I have to say it three times? I mean, I do like that rhythm, but, uh, so listicles would be L-I-S-T-I-C-L-E-S, sickles, oh no, it's not listicles, listi- listicles, it is listicles, listicles, I wonder if it was ever, was there ever like a Roman order, listicles, 
and and uh, icicles. Uh, that could be that's a sleep with me episode right there. Uh, but so, what was my point? Oh, I guess I was thinking that Ralphie probably. I mean, I'm just projecting. So this is all imaginary fan fiction within fan fiction within fictional non fictionalized fiction nonfiction. Uh, but, uh, like, I would think that Ralph, would have had complex feelings, even if they were sub, sub, uh, subconscious about icicles, uh, like maybe, I mean, I don't want to make it about bedtime, but let's say Ralph is one of us, somebody that as an adult, uh, or a teen or in his twenties. Oh, Ralphie from a Christmas story. That's a holiday special. Maybe not everybody's seen it, but, uh, pretty popular. But he was just a kid. Just imagine you're a kid, and and you don't like you don't need to have seen the movie. And he told like so. Here's the setup. He like used icicles to get out of trouble with his mom. He made up a lie about icicles. So I don't know if later in life, like every time he saw an icicle, like that he was like vulnerable or like whatever, like hungry, like in a grouchy mood or whatever. Uh, it said Ralphie. You know, like something like that, you know, I'm just, I guess I'm just imagining that. I mean, this is what my life is like. Uh, like I encounter sentient, I don't encounter any sentient icicles just because I don't have icicles around me. But there's other stuff. Just like I said last night, I said, oh boy, you know, you're asleep. What, are you kidding me? We got stuff to talk about. I guess that would be it. Like, Ralphie would be in bed. The children were settled, all snuggled in bed, while Ralphie looked out the window and visions of uh, icicles' shame danced in his head. Uh, to see, what were you thinking, Ralphie? Lying to your mom. I don't know, was that a scene cut from the movie? Ralphie, the, wasn't there an, an, uh, uh, some sort of uh, Christmas story, too, or something? I think there was. I never saw it. So anyway, what was my point? Uh, listicles, my, uh, micro machine, not the micro machines, mystery machine. I guess we'll have to get to that another time. But here's the thing. I really want to help you fall asleep. I just happen to be good at obviously going off topic and getting mixed up and pointless meanders. So I really hope I can help you fall asleep. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. Thank you again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to keep the show a-going. All right, everybody, this is Scoots here, and this is my neighbor. This is a vacation I took. Uh, oh, so the, we have a guest coming up, uh, uh, my neighbor Ray. And Ray Perkins is a neighbor of mine. You may have heard of these episodes before, but you, this may be your first time. Ray is probably the calmest, most uh, engaged uh, and generous of heart, spirit, and mind person I've ever met. He's so well-adjusted. Uh, chiropractors call him just to look at him. And he's, he says, it's not my back. It's my uh, backbone or something. I don't even know. He's got a saying for everything. But uh, he, he's just an amazing person. He does have a pretty intense love of going to theme parks and commenting on it and making these trip reports. So he comes on the podcast a few times a year to share his trip reports with all of you. Now, I'll be honest, this is his fourth day on a trip we made at the end of uh, 2019. 
and we had held off on recording. We recorded a couple, and then we held off. Uh, and it's so we're recording this almost a year after the trip, or more than a year after our trip. And I don't know who's going to be listening. If this will be a release in the main podcast feed or in the patron feed, because I don't know when the next time Ray's going to be able to travel. But hopefully, you know, when you're hearing this, it'll be like a little bit different. But either way, you get to travel through Ray's eyes. And he does love to comment on, uh, you know, when I'm on vacation, I like to drink a lot of soda, which, you know, it's my vacation. I drink a lot of soda. And so he keeps track of, like, when I drink soda, when I go to the bathroom. He is a parental, grandparental type figure for me. And when we last left off, this is the middle of the day. And we were going to catch a bus. Uh, so we're at the Walt Disney World. And, uh, well, I'll let Ray, 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 here's Ray Perkins, everybody. Hello, 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 everybody. This is your friend Ray, your neighbor Ray. Oh, boy, is it good to be in your ears here. Thank you, Scooter. The, uh, we call him the pod boy or little Andy around here, these parts, because he's uh, that's who will always be to me. Even though I met him when he wasn't little Andy, once I found out people called him, well, no one calls him little Andy but me and some of the listeners. Thank you, listeners, uh, for calling him little Andy. But we all, I call him the pod boy, and he's a neighbor of mine. Uh, twice over because I mo- he moved. I said, well, that's time for a change for Ray as well. I'm going to have a move. I used to live in the apartment building uh, next to his. Now, I lived in an apartment building. Now, a little bit different of an apartment building built on the uh, west, west side, east side of Alameda. No, the west, west Alameda. No, what was where we lived originally. And so I lived in one of these apartment buildings. They probably put up, there used to be a big naval base there, closed down in the 90s. But uh, they, they probably built a lot of housing. Now, small apartments, I mean, not just the apartment size, but the building size. Uh, not super glamorous on the outside, but, you know, my, my, my home is on the inside, so... So I lived in an apartment building that was just a one-story... One or was it two stories? Now I can't even remember. Oh, boy. But Scooter lived in a home, a house that had been converted to apartments over the year, like a long time ago, probably in the 60s to the 70s. So he lived in something where you'd look at it and you'd say, oh, like, you know, if you don't live in the Bay Area, you'd say, well, that looks like a pleasant enough house, probably a few bedrooms, but really there's four apartments in there. And then, you know, it fit for, you know, for, uh, there was a, like a number of people that lived there. And I met him when he would go down his driveway with his furrowed brow. And I would say, who's that furrowed brow? You know, just like uh, Madonna saying, who's that girl? I said, who's that furrowed browed boy walking by me trying to pretend like he didn't see me? Or pretending he was on the phone. Not that I hold this against him. I do. Oh boy, I don't. But he would, you know, talk, oh, he would nod to me and say, "Anyway, what did you say?" And one time his phone rang while he was pretending to be on a call. But that just made me love him more, and uh, we became friends eventually. You know, you chip away at the ice, and eventually. 
you find that it's not a super soldier down there. Uh, it is a winter soldier used to being frozen on the inside. But also a little bit of, you know, to make it make this connected to our content, a little bit of a Peter Pan in there. And I said, fly like Tinkerbell. You know, you know Peter Pan, I'm going to teach you how to fly like Tinkerbell. Your friend Ray will. I can only imagine if I had said that to him what he would look at me like. Uh, and he'd say, okay, excuse me, I got to use, a, you know, I have a meeting. This was before Zoom, though, so he couldn't say, I got to get on a Zoom. But we're talking now about a trip we made to Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. And I could see, you know, how people may say, oh, boy, that is, uh, and, and we, now we, oh, boy, do we budget Scooter. Now, Scooter doesn't, he, Scooter is like, uh, this is his area of expertise, is saving money on travel. And there's nothing he loves more than booking hotels and then rebooking hotels, uh, up until last minute, as a matter of fact, even on this trip, I think, uh, and he even said, if I could do it again, Ray, I would have rebooked one more time, maybe, but uh, if there was deals. Uh, so he's always, he just knows how to do it. Uh, it doesn't always work out perfect, but this trip worked out quite, quite well, and we were lucky to do it. So all things in moderation, I understand. Now, I've lived a full life, so for me... This is what I want to be doing. And Scooter also likes me to say that, yes, this is an ex- this is a bit of excess, but we only do it occasionally. Though when you hear this, you say, oh, it sounds like you do it all the time. And I mean, if I had my way, I don't think I would do it all the time, but I might want to do it once or twice a year go to, or go to amusement parks even a little bit more. But I live a simple life beyond that, and... uh I plan for it, and it's not for everybody. Just like this podcast or your friend Ray is not for everybody. Going to these theme parks is not for everybody. And everybody's entitled to the opinion about things. And and actually, some opinions can be true at the same time. I I really believe that. I'm reading the book uh, Team Rodin right now. And I'm really enjoying it, and it has strong feelings about the Disney Corporation, that some of which I share, but I still say, well, I share them. I don't say, you know, I'm, I'm not a perfect person. I'm a complicated man, even though I'm simple. Okay, so who am I? Who, what, where, when, how, right? Why? Who, what, where, when, how, why? Who? I'm Scooter's neighbor, Ray. We covered that. Who, what, who? Uh, this is our trip uh, to Disney World. I'll have to see what day it was. I think it's the 24th. Yeah, so it's the 24th in the afternoon or the early evening. I do not have a time on here because Scooter's the one who takes the notes. And, you know, if you've seen Scooter's notes, you say, okay, that's what makes this more fun because we haven't, this is a year ago. And we had spent the morning at one of the theme parks, Epcot Center, and, instead, you know, it's Christmas Eve. Instead of going back to the hotel, we said, why don't we take, uh, why don't we, hot? So, so Scooter has this very fond memory of not of this trip, but with his daughter, Sophia and him, uh, doing, they decided one time on one of the trips to do four parks in one day. And for Scooter, that's still a highlight. So I don't know how many parks we did, but this would have only been our second park. So we had been at Epcot Center in the morning. Then we left Epcot Center, and we uh, 
We went, we, we, we went, we went for a walk. We were going to try to take the Disney skyline or the, the Disney gondola, the skyline, but it was not working. So we said, well, let's go over to the beach club. Let's look at the, um, what do you call it thing? The, 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 the holiday decorations. They had a gingerbread carousel. And let's take a little break. We'll drink some soda. We'll have a snacky poo. And then we'll decide, what should we do? And we decided, let's go to another, uh, let's go to another, um, theme park. And, uh, so we decided we would go to Animal Kingdom. So we went and we walked to the bus to get the bus to the Animal Kingdom. And, you know, when you travel with Scooter, it teaches you a form of patience and hurry, like his thing, and he jokes about it, but it's true. It's like, uh, hurry up and have fun is his uh, motto, which is not for everybody. But uh, so he usually rushes to the bus because he doesn't like to miss the bus. Uh, but we, I think we still had to wait for the bus and, uh. Then we went to the Animal Kingdom, which is uh, kind of, uh, if you've never been there, it is a combination of a theme park, like an animal-themed theme park, Animal Kingdom. It's not really a zoo, though people say, well, it's kind of like a zoo. It has some animals in it, uh, uh, but other than that, you'd say, yeah, they don't, I can't, wouldn't call it a zoo. Now, they do have a couple of zoo-like trails, so you got me here. And I forgot what this trail is called. It's I called it the Gorilla Trail, but I think it's called the Pagani Pagani Forest Expedition. And I can remember this because Scooter's daughter did not want to. Go, so we were going to go on the. Uh, they have a safari ride as well. And I'm looking at this, and we must have had some fast passes. So that's why we went to the Animal Kingdom is uh, because we had fast passes in the evening. And so that would be the only reason. So that makes sense. Uh, Scooter did not note that in his notes, but now I'm remembering. So we didn't take it. Now, this is your friend Ray just interjecting here. Normally, I would say go back to your hotel and take a break. Don't do two parks back to back unless you're going to call it an, call it early, which stay tuned uh, because for some of the reasons to call it early, like to take a break, is one, the parks get very busy. The parks are probably the busiest between like 11 and eleven a.m. and 2 p.m. And, uh, you know, in Florida, at certain times of the day, you just don't want to be there at those times of the day anyway. Up until 5 or 6, you know, it's getting warmer and warmer. But this was the winter time. So the weather was pleasant, but it, but it was Christmas Eve. So I think it was there was a sense of like uh, lack because it gets very busy at these parks. So you can't really get a lot done. And it, because Scooter and I have experience and we we have a working relationship with this, so you kind of kind of ease your way around. Also, at the time I'm recording this, I'm just realizing that this fast pass could be a thing of the past. Uh, like uh, Disney doesn't have offer it anymore currently, and there's all sorts of rumors that they're going to add a paid fast pass, like they have at Disneyland, which I've never used before, or they'll offer some sort of other thing. Uh, but fast pass meant you like would go on the website. And now Scooter would handle this as well because it's kind of like getting a deal, and I think you had to do it like three months ahead of time. 
well, 90 days, that's three months, so, yeah, so, uh, or 60 days, I don't know which one. But you would have to do it at, like, uh, midnight or whatever time they started, because if you didn't do that, you couldn't get on this one ride we wanted to go on, which I'll tell you about in a minute here. And Scooter, now this, uh, again, this may, they may not exist anymore. Scooter has, now Scooter, like, uh, there's, a, there's a man called Len Testa, who has a site called Touring Plans and an app called Lines, and he optimizes everything with math to, to make your whites and lines less. Now, Len Testa has said, it, now, I'm, not, I'm definitely not even paraphrasing, but my, my memory serves is that uh, you could use his applications and his math and, and all those, that stuff to say, well, this is the optimal time to get a fast pass. And that is optimized for waiting in line and uh, making your day efficient. But Scooter also, ha- he's like the emotional Lentesta. We love Lentesta, so this is not to take anything away. Uh, but Scooter has an emotional-like uh, version. So so I think on what Lentesta site, it says, well, you should get the, these fast passes. They're usually like around 10, 11, or 12 but Scooter's theory, and I, I would ascribe to it if they still had fast passes, was no, 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 no. Trust me, Ray. He walked me through this, and it took her two or three try- times. Uh, Ray, we always get to the park when it opens. When you get to the park when it opens, you could get in on one or two of the rides with long lines most of the time without waiting. And even if you can't get on your first choice, you could usually get on your second or third choice, and you can get a lot done when you get there when the park opens, before the park opens. And Scooter said, and then if you use a lens plan, then, yeah, you would get to go on some big-ticket rides when the park's more busy, like 10, 11, 12. And you would optimize your, your morning up until, like, 2 p.m., in the park, but Scooter and I, we take breaks, uh, and we, we're big believers in the taking a break, go back to your hotel, take a nap, uh, those kind of things. But so, where was I? So, so Scooter has, and he doesn't, we, we just shared on this podcast here, and I guess it doesn't really matter anymore, but it guides this afternoon we're having right now is, uh, that, uh, you, uh, Scooter makes his in the evening, the late afternoon, like from five, six, seven, eight o'clock, somewhere between, he says, when you'd be waking up from your nap, then you take another hour. So I think the ideal time for Scooter would be b- between five and six, six and seven and seven and eight. If he could pick, you usually get three fast passes. And Scooter's theory is an emotional theory. He says that way. When you go back in the evening, you got something to look forward to because usually the lines have matured and, and all the, the 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 wait times for all the rides will not be the peak wait times, but the, they'll still be pretty long lines for the park, especially over holiday season. And Scooter Fact is in, you know, his daughter was uh, 12 at the time, but still he said, well, it's easier if you say, don't worry, we'll get to go on these three rides here no matter what. Uh, so unless the ride is not working. And in between that, we could kind of see what the wait times are for other attractions. So that's just Scooter's theory. So we did go on this jungle expedition trail, and I remember we saw a lot of good gorillas there. 
and I, I think we kind of got separated a little bit. Now, you can't get me because Scooter sometimes, you know, he doesn't like anything zoo-related, even this. So he was more trying to focus on, uh, what do you call it, the architecture and things. But now, there's an aviary. Scooter's fine with the aviaries. It's just something he, he says it's it's uh, like... Uh, and in his limbic system, he says it's not conscious, that he just doesn't feel comfortable in zoos. But this does, for Scooter Singh, it does have a lot of lush landscaping. The gorillas there look like they were pretty happy. I think there was even some tigers, but that could have been another thing. And uh, just cool. It, it, uh, there's one, they, they have these two hikes. Oh, we, I was going to say his daughter was like, you got to be kidding me. I don't want to be walking. I've walked all day. I don't want to go walking to look at animals. Uh, but Scooter put his foot down there. So we did that. Then we had a fast pass for the safari ride. And that's a nice little ride there. I don't have a lot of description of it now. We did see some good giraffes. I think we went on it on this trip more than once. Uh, and uh, we enjoyed that. Now, we'd had some sodas. So then as soon as the safari was over, Scooter needed a restroom. Now, the problem is this part of the animal kingdom, you're at the back of the park, uh, and Scooter did not know where the bathroom was, uh, and and there was uh, there was like some debate of what we were going to do next. And Scooter said, "Holy moly, I got to go!" Like where he was like, oh, "See, see you all later." And he went to some place where he thought a bathroom would be, and it wasn't there, or else it was closed. And then the next bathroom was at a place that was very, very. I mean, this park was busy because it was Christmas Eve. Everybody wanted to get the money's worth, you know. Uh, but so eventually we re reconvened outside of, uh, uh, venture the lion, the lion King show. We didn't go to the lion King show, uh, but there's a restroom nearby there and you can, there's also a walkway to Pandora and this is an underrated thing. Me and Scooter like, uh, now it was a little bit busy. They're also building like the Disney Club 33 there, so you got to pass by that building that they were working on at the time. I don't think it was open. Uh, but between the the Lion King and then the Club 33, there's a restroom, but you go along a, a you know faux river uh, for a while. I mean, not you know not not a mile. You know, maybe a quarter mile. I don't even know. Maybe an eighth of a mile. But it's a very fun walk. Like almost walking. There's a lot of lush things. There's sound effects. There's music. And at some point, it transitions into the Pandora Avatar type music. And it was still sunny. I think when we, we, we like this was so this was around sunset. So this must have been four, five, five, six o'clock there. And then we had a, pa a fast pass for the Avatar Flight of Passage, which is Scooter's mother's favorite ride, I think. Uh, and this ride is very popular. Holy moly. I think we talked about it in another show. The one time we went on it at opening, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, like a, quite a to-do. And so Scooter prefers uh, to just try to get a fast pass for this. So I don't know what we're going to do in the future because Scooter's thing is uh, 
It's really the the ride is so popular that it's hard enough to get there to the park early enough uh, to be at a good place in line to get to the front of the line where you're not waiting, though it is possible. Uh, but it was a fun ride. It, it was a nice little ride there. You you fly on the back of a banshee, and uh, it's quite enjoyable. But I don't know if it was even as enjoyable as a dinner. And this is Scooter's daughter's, one of her favorite places to eat. Scooter also in, and I also, also enjoy it. I think it's called the Zatui Cuisine. I don't know what it's called. Zatui Canteen or something. And uh, it is. it has a kind of Pandorian-style food, they say. And they have outdoor eating and indoor eating. They also have a drink stand nearby where Scooter's daughter gets some sort of fruit uh, slushy boba tea that she really likes. And it was like uh, we got, they have these cheeseburger pods with the kids' meal. I highly recommend it. We also mobile ordered. And that was flawless. I got to tell you, I remember this like it was yesterday. Because, you know, some places like excel at this mobile orders and other places, even though they've had it for over a year or more when, 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 when we were there. They act like it's a surprise, and Scooter actually had uh, some high temperatures at another point in our trip with that. But this one, you went right in. They said, oh, yeah, we're working on it, uh, and it was a nice, clear area, no stress. Uh, and we got our food. Scooter's daughter got a drink. I think we ate inside, though sometimes we eat outside. I remember eating there with Scooter's parents one time, and you get chips, and there's noodle bowls uh so if you like a noodle or rice bowl, that's what the adults got. And then we also had a first holiday dessert that was successful that Scooter wanted to try, which was a peppermint mousse with a, kind of like a crumbly Oreo chocolate cookie base. And that was uh, uh, nice. And by the time we had done, it was uh, it was getting uh, it was getting um, what does that say? I don't, I'll have to look at that. I'm not even sure what's going on. Hmm. Scooter's writing is always, uh, but so what do we do? We, we, we went, we ate there, then the sunset and then Pandora, it has like kind of like a black light glow in the dark thing. So we walked around Pandora. Oh, the dessert was good. It was pretty good. And then we walked around Pandora there and looked at all the light up stuff, uh, and then we walked across the park, and now it was getting very busy because it was Christmas Eve. Everybody wanted to be in a theme park. Uh, so these are the ones. Now, I guess I wouldn't go my first time when it's busy. And some people say I'll never go when it's busy, but we like it when it's busy. I don't know. There's something about the buzz of people. It could push your nerves, uh, uh, but it could also be quite fun. So we walked over, we were checking, you know, we were using the Lines app and saying, okay, dinosaurs, the line for dinosaur is not bad. And we also had a fast pass for Everest, Adventure Everest or something next. So we went on dinosaur and Scooter put uh, something lights, exclamation, exclamation, deer dawn, deer dawn. 
I don't know what it says, but I think what he said is like, so we walked on Dinosaur. We went on that ride. That's a fun ride. Under, I mean, I'll say it. It's underrated. Like uh, with us, we like going on that ride. Uh, and it's always thrilling. It fe- just feels fun. And it's a bit like the Indiana Jones ride in uh, California, but a little bit different. Uh, but Scooter's put something about the lights, and I think what he's saying is that they did a really good job with the lights in this par- these sections of the park, uh, uh, the holiday lights. Then we went on Expedition Everest. That's what it's called. And we went on that once with a fast pass and then once again with single rider. And I think Scooter was uh, was a little bit pooped out because uh, – he, he was like, I don't want to go on it again. But we said, come on, Scooter, get it together. We're going on the ride again. Because even the single rider line had a line, but maybe you know, 30 minutes or something. Uh, then we decided to go because the park was very busy. It was getting close to closing time. And so that's another thing with Scooter. He doesn't like to leave at closing time. Because then he he, he, he says it sat, he says it drains me, Ray. Wait, when this wait, like, uh, this collective exhaustion, and maybe you have to wait at the bus stop and we get on a second bus, and everybody's exiting at once. And I believe him. I say, well, but don't you want to see the fire? They don't have fireworks there. They had a, they used to have a river show. They don't have the river show. I never saw the river show, so I'm a little bit miffed at myself. And then we walked to the wrong bus stop, uh, which we recovered from. I don't know how we did that, that we went to the wrong bus stop. Scooter must have just been walking too fast. Uh, Then we got a bus home. And we weren't really ready to give up because it was Christmas Eve. Uh, We And I think it was early. So I'm talking like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. So we walked around the hotel lobby uh, and just looked at that. I think, uh, oh no, this would have been the next day. Maybe they had some cookies or something. Uh, but then we, uh, went to the arcade. We played a couple of games at the arcade. We looked around the gift shop and we were staying at the Port Orleans. I think Scooter's daughter probably wanted to go, uh, to the pool, but I think the pool probably closed at like eight o'clock. Cause I remember a couple close calls. Then, uh, let's see, we had, uh, uh, we walked around. Oh, then we got some hot cocoa, and we had hot cocoa. We watched some Christmas specials uh, on the TV, which was nice. Uh, Then we decorated our hotel room with lights. Uh, Then, again, and I think this was more driven by the youngster. Then we walked by the pool. Uh, but Scooter didn't, you know, I, I don't know. if it, Plus, it's cold in the evenings in Florida. Then we took, like, all took turns taking showers while we were watching more holiday specials. Uh, then we all went to bed. And believe it or not, Santa Claus came on that uh, adventure. I mean, all the way from wherever. He found our hotel room for Scooter's daughter. And all it was great. I mean, what a trip. Now, the next day was Christmas, and we had uh, now Scooter's daughter's Catholic. Scooter's, you know, like has a more different kind of belief system, but Scooter's daughter wants to go, wanted to go to Catholic church. 
and they have they're having a Catholic mass in the contemporary uh what do you call it there? The convention center. And so we said, yeah, let's just not go to the park. Like, we'll worry about going to a park if we want to go to a park. Because we had passes, you know, that you could go if you, we we'd paid, you know. And we said, well, why don't we sleep in because we've been getting up so early. So we slept until around 9.15, Scooter put here. And then Santa had come, so it was very exciting. We were drinking coffee, uh and we opened some gifts, and then we Scooter even had a soda at 10, 10 a.m. He put it here, 10, 10 a.m. soda. And then we took a lift to the Contemporary Resort there, which we could have gone to the Magic Kingdom and then taken the lift there, but I don't know. Scooter wasn't in charge of that planning. Uh, then we walked around, well, then we went to the Catholic Mass, and it was very nice. Then we walked around the lobby of the Contemporary, just a little bit. Oh, no, no, we were, oh, boy, this was one of the greatest days I've ever had in, in theme park history. I forgot about this. Oh, my gosh, what, this, uh, this was a day I'll treasure forever. I'm sorry I forgot about it till now. Probably one of my favorite, and this is something you could do when it's not Christmas and you don't want to go to a theme park if you're staying at these Disney resorts there. But, oh boy, what a trip there. So we walked around the Contemporary Lobby because they had, what do you call it, they had their own gingerbread display. Scooter had his refillable unlimited sodas. Uh, there was also a cold, a hot cocoa, cold slushy Scooter's daughter got. We also bought some sugar cookies and uh, some coffee. And we just enjoyed it. And it was a really nice day. Then we went out the back of the Contemporary Resort there. And from there, you could take a boat over to the wilderness. Uh, they have campgrounds, but they also have a wilderness lodge. Uh, and, uh, we walked around, uh, we took the boats to the Wilderness Lodge and oh boy, did we enjoy that. So they had free cookies there for Christmas. So we took a boat there and this was free transportation. It was just a nice, pleasant boat ride. You get all, you get on the boat, you say happy holidays. You feel like you're on an adventure. Then you go into this Wilderness Lodge, which is over the top, uh, kind of the U.S. Forest Service type hotel style. Very fancy. Never stayed there. I would like to stay there one day. And we walked around the pool. Then we walked around the lobby, looked at the tree, ate some cookies, uh, walked up to the top of the lobby, you know, to to the top floor because it's a big open lobby to look down. Sat in some rocking chairs. Used Scooter, of course, used the restroom probably multiple times. Scooter's daughter did get these frozen bits for her magic band that fell off, uh, which was a little bit of a disappointment uh, for her. But yeah, let's see. We said uh, we had some more soda here, bathroom, lobby tree, gingerbread, and then something I can't read. Uh, up to the third and fourth floor. Then we went out on the, they had a little roof area, free cookies. Oh, there's like fake streams. We walked around there that we went on a pool bog walk. 
Oh, then Scooter even put we got on the, then we got went to get a boat again to the Magic Kingdom. We took the Mermaid One. Now this was according to Scooter at one thirty three PM and it must have been one thirty or something because that, that time is a little bit off. So we went to the Magic Kingdom. At first we weren't even gonna stay there. I don't know what we uh but we had that on we had paid for the free popcorn refills or whatever, one dollar to refill your popcorn bucket. So I'm guessing maybe we got there at 1 or 3.30 and we stayed past 2 at the Magic Kingdom. Now, the Magic Kingdom at this point is packed for the holidays. It's Christmas. So we got some popcorn. And then uh, one of our people in our party said, you know what? I feel bad that you lost your water bottle. I'm going to go look at Lost and Found at the town hall and find out if they have your lost water bottle. And so then we said, well, there's an ex-Christmas parade about to start or going on. So we went up to the train station to watch it. Uh, and the entire train, now, oh boy, this is, so this is just a marketing thing that really makes Ray a little bit, my temperature rises. So Disney has this train station overlooks this Main Street USA. And it's a very good spot to watch a parade. So understandably, they have it roped off for the VIP tours. Uh, and But they have the whole thing roped off. And they have, now the, the, like, uh, and they charge a lot of money for these VIP tours. So I understand the idea of having a private spot with a great view for people that are paying a lot of money. That I do not begrudge anyone. Now, some of the kids that were acting, you know, like they, they were paying for it, the younger kids, uh, that's a little, but, but for them to put it out in the open, uh, to block off the whole train station, and then they had people watching, so they, you know, people would, of course, try to sneak back there, and they'd say, no, 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 you can't go back there, this is for the VIP only. It just, to me, felt like a, a very gross thing of, like, uh, um, what do you call that? Where you aspirational marketing, where they're showing these people off, uh, having this privilege that no one else could have, uh, to say, well, maybe next time you'll love you. I don't know. It just did not sit right with me at all. Like, if you're going to give these people a private place, give them a private place. And to, to be honest, from the other side, if you're paying seven, eight, ten thousand dollars to be escorted around the parks, and you're you're in a position where you're normally used to paying that, like versus like you'd probably want a private spot with air conditioning and a little bit more privacy versus uh, people that say, well, maybe I'll just like, I don't know. I just did not like that at all. And then I even learned more recently that, uh, you know, despite the, the and, and again, this is a company, everybody's got to do what they got to do, but that the people that work there that are running, running the tours for them, they only get paid like a minimum wage plus the tips. So, so it's relying on the people that are already paying a lot of money to tip the, the people that are giving them good service. And I don't know, that just bothered me too. I'm said, if you are charging $7,000 and you're only paying the people should be getting paid 100 or $200 an hour that are conducting the tours, in my opinion, in my opinion. So anyway, that was a little bit of an area of frustration. So we actually moved away because we said, this is ridiculous. Uh, 
so yeah, Magic Kingdom lost the scooter's water bottle could not be found. Xmas parade, but dealt with VIP BS. Now it didn't ruin our date or anything. We 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 watched some of the parade. Then we said, okay, let's get out of here again because it's so busy. So then we went to the Polynesian Resort. Uh, Again, just to walk around, look at the lobbies, and have a relaxing day. You know, we had slept in. So this is 3.04 p.m. here. And now we had been snacking, but at 3.04 we had lunch at uh, the quick service there at the Polynesian called Captain Cook's. And I remember it was very windy. Uh, uh, but then we hung out at the beach there. And we even found some hammocks and a swing, and Scooter's daughter built a little sand castle. So it was just a nice, I mean, talk about a way to spend the holidays. Uh, then we went to the next resort, which is a Grand Floridian. All of this Scooter would have walked, but of course we took the monorail because, uh, you know, not everybody likes to walk as much as Scooter. There they had a big band playing holiday tunes. I don't know if you ever seen the special with Whoopi Goldberg while while she's there while they're making the gingerbread building they have. That's a store. It's a gingerbread house and a store. Uh, but she, oh boy, that's that's a good one. But we took pictures. Scooter was hamming it up so much that the photographer even got in the picture with Scooter while she was taking it. Uh, and we looked at the big big tree there. That was nice. Walked around. I think they had free cookies there as well. And then we had some fast passes. So uh, then we took. We were going to Disney Studios. Now the t- the weather was starting to change. So we went uh, at like four thirty p.m. Scooter said that's when we took the bus about. Uh, and we did the Toy Story ride. I don't know if we, I don't think we had a fast pass for that, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, no, because we had a fast pass for Frozen, for t- t- Slinky Dog. So we went on the Toy Story ride. That's a fun ride where you, you would throw rings on something. Then we did Slinky Dog Dash. But while we were waiting, and this again, I guess, was a back to back VIP issue. So we were waiting. We had a fast pass. So we were almost to get on. And then we were like two people on, and they said, warning, you know, the weather's not great, so we might have to stop the ride for a while. And uh, then these VIP people came, and they just got right in front of us in line, and we were like, you got to be kidding. If they close the ride down, it wasn't like we were in line anymore. We were placed to get out, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, then we, uh, we, we, but we did get on the ride. That was very fun. Oh boy. Then we walked around Star Wars land and we had a lot of fun just watching the stormtroopers and the kids because the kids were given a time at, uh, uh, the kids were given a hard time to the stormtroopers. It was hilarious. Then we had dinner at someplace called Hangar something, Hangar seven, maybe. We had pot roast and chicken, which was very good. Uh, it's surprising you could get pot roast in a theme park. Uh, and then we went to the frozen sing-along. And that was a great way to spend the holiday because they actually had a holiday tunes. And uh, 
It was a fun, fun show. Oh boy, was it enjoyable! And then we had eight p.m. Fast Pass for Star Tours. It was a brand new movie, Scooter put. So I think from uh, I don't know. This was twenty nineteen. So I don't know if that was the Rise of Skywalker. I guess. So it must have had some things from the Rise of Skywalker. And that was fun. Oh, boy, was that it? That was fun. Uh, then, now, oh, boy, this was a hidden gem we didn't even know about. But they have a holiday projection show in the Tower of Fun, or whatever you call it normally, with its 3D projection mapping and lasers, like the old school lasers that you'd see like in like uh, Pink Floyd shows, but more advanced with uh, fog effects and snow, you know, the imitation snow. And this is something, this is a show-stopping show. And it can, I think it runs on a loop. I don't know if it runs on a permanent loop, but it has different segments, like a Toy Story segment, a prep and landing segment, probably an Olaf a Frozen segment. Oh, does that jingle jingle jam? Oh, no, that was another thing. Wow, so this just got even better and better. Holy moly, what a day, what a Christmas we had. Scooter, I got to thank you. I hope, Scooter, I hope you put this out on the holidays. Uh, please do it in 2020. 2021, so two years after we had gone together. This is probably a good holiday show. So the holiday show on the Tower tower Fun was great. And then we said, you know, let's have a snack again. The little ones, you know, always like snacks. It's Christmas. So we got a pretzel and we got an Olaf marshmallow, uh, which I don't know if that was, uh, it just says Olaf marshmallow. I thought we got some sort of drink. Maybe that was like a... Olaf marshmallow. It's got to be marshmallow. And a pretzel. Then Scooter Poe, he used the restroom. And then we went and then they had another show on uh, the Grauman's Theater called Jingle Jangle Bam. And this was another one that Scooter wasn't, he's like, yeah, let's just go. But we said, well, it's not that, it wasn't actually that busy, like, uh, because it's so spread out and such. And so we were able to get a spot, you know, not up close, but like halfway down the boulevard there. And it was a fireworks and 3D projection show with lasers again. And it it was so worth it. And we couldn't believe that we just watched the other show over and over again. And then we got to see this show. Uh, but it was just really good. It had music, you know, music and the, the, the projection mapping is just amazing. And so we weren't even done though. So we watched that show and then we said, let's just ride. We had fallen in love with these Skyliners. Uh, I think we had taken it already. So we said, let's go on the Skyliner and just for fun. So we took, uh, the Skyliner twice. So we took it from, and now it's night, and it's, oh, boy. Uh, we just weren't ready to call it an evening. So we took the Skyliner from, plus it was going to be, bu- like, everybody's, you know, it's very busy. 
So we took it from uh, Disney Studios to the Caribbean Beach Resort, and we just enjoyed that ride. Then we got online again, and we took it to Epcot Center. And it was just a nice way to cap off the evening. And then we walked from Epcot Center Skyline Station to the Boardwalk Hotel. And, you know, it's a nice little walk there. I think Scooter even talked to some of his family on the phone, probably his brother in California. And then uh, we then we had to call a lift. And because it was Christmas night at a theme park, that was very tough to acquire. I think this was the time Scooter was watching it on his phone and the person had picked up the thing, but they must have been in a Walgreens because he said his car, the lift was sitting in a Walgreens parking lot for like 10 or 15 minutes uh, and Scooter couldn't cancel it because I think it was, you know, he gets like uh, stressed about those things. But plus, because it was so busy, he didn't want to get back in the queue. And then finally, I think that person canceled it. Uh, but after they left him, left us hanging for like 20 minutes. So it was a long wait there. Not exactly an ideal way to end the evening. It's like sitting around like you're tired and uh, waiting for uh, the uh, the lift. But we, we eventually got home and we were in bed at 1130, uh, uh, you know, snoozing, snoozing away. So that was our holiday, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. My Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with Scooter that I'll always uh, hold special in my heart. So I appreciate it, and I hope you enjoyed it too. Good night.